1977 in Johannesburg, South Africa. A police officer walks into a bank with a gun in his pocket, but he isn't there for their protection. He barely disguises himself other than wearing sunglasses and he stands in line waiting for his turn with the bank teller. Once he reaches the teller, he stealthily points his gun to the woman and asks her for her money. Once he gets the cash, he walks out of the bank with nobody noticing what just took place. By the time the bank notified the police that somebody had robbed the bank, the man was already gone. The man who committed this crime wasn't just a regular cop, but he was chief of detectives in the police department. His name was Andre Standa and he was South Africa's greatest bank robber. What motivated a man to do such a crazy thing, especially somebody in his profession? In this video, we'll talk about the incredible life story of this man and how crazy of a journey it was. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Untold Tales of Africa. Andre Stando was born on November 22nd of 1946 in Transvaal, South Africa. He was the son of a prominent figure in South African prison service. Because of this, Andre was under pressure from an early age to pursue a career in law enforcement. He enrolled at the South African Police Training College near Pretoria in 1963, graduating at the top of his class. Shortly afterward, he joined the Kempton Park Criminal Investigation Department. He got married and he was known to be the youngest captain in the police force. In the mid-1970s in Johannesburg, Andre Standa suffered a crisis of consciousness due to his involvement in the apartheid regime while being a white police officer. On June 26, 1976, the Soweto Uprising was a series of demonstrations and protests led by black school children in South Africa. It was under Bandu education that the then apartheid government spent 644 rands on a white child's education as opposed to a mere 42 rands on a black child's education. It was such inequalities, coupled with the Afrikaans language, being enforced on black students that led to a revolt. It is estimated that 20,000 students took part in these protests and many of them were shot and killed. The estimated deaths range from 176 to 700. Andre Stender claimed to have been involved as one of the police officers in this demonstration of fierce police brutality. Stender and his partner were sent to riot duty with other policemen when he shot a young, innocent protester who had no weapons during one of these uprisings. The event would change his life forever. Less than one year later, Andre reports to work like any other regular day but he notices that some police officers are missing. He asked somebody that was working at the front desk where everybody was and he was notified that they were on riot duty for another demonstration that was taking place. This made Andre furious due to his hate for the apartheid regime. When he leaves the station during his lunchtime, he randomly decides that he's going to rob a bank as he is unlikely to get caught due to the police not being in the area. Before he enters the bank, he has a gun in his pocket and he barely disguises himself by putting sunglasses on. He stands in the line waiting for his turn with the bank teller. Once he reaches the teller, he stealthily points the gun to the woman and asks her for money. Once he gets the cash, he walks out of the bank and nobody notices what just took place. By the time the bank notified the police that somebody had robbed the bank, Andre was already gone. Once he realized that he could get away with this, he would continue to rob more banks. He would get away with hundreds of thousands of rands while a manager would be making around 2,000 rand per month around this time. Sometimes, he would also be present when police were investigating crimes that he did. Andre would rob 26 banks in total before the police knew who the suspect was. Following the thefts, Stender's partner, Corvin Denventer, leads a squad tasked with apprehending the newest bank robber. When the police department was investigating CCTV footage, they noticed that the bank robber would always wear a specific watch. This watch was also one that Andre owned and the detectives assumed that he was a suspect. They would stalk him and watch him as he tried to rob his next bank. 
the police would catch him in the act and arrest him on the spot. Ventaventure's crew ultimately caught Stender and he would have his job taken away. During his hearing, Andre said that he stopped believing in police work after he had to shoot at protesters. He also stated his hate for the apartheid but he would be sentenced to 17 years in jail for his crimes. Once he was in jail, he was notified that his wife filed for a divorce and he felt like his life was falling apart. During this time, he would also meet two other prisoners named Alan Hale and Patrick Lee McCall. Alan was arrested in 1977 for bank robberies and he was also not a fan of the apartheid regime. Lee was arrested 11 years before he met Andre in prison and he was also arrested for bank robberies. The three men would immediately form a bond. They would start planning and end up with big ideas on what they wanted to accomplish once they get out. And they even promised to return for each other. Approximately one year after being in jail, Stenner and McCall joined other inmates for a rugby match. They pretended to be seriously injured and they were transported to an infirmary. There, they knocked down the doctor and forcefully took the firearms off the guards. Andre and Lee were successful in escaping but they left Alan behind. One of the last things Alan told Andre before he escaped was that he was going to be taking a trade test on a particular day in October. Then a few weeks after their escape, they came back for Alan and they helped him escape from jail the day that he was taking his trade test. Once all three of them escaped from jail, they continued to rob more banks and they acquired a very expensive safe house and stole a red Ferrari under their new claim names. From 1983 to 1984, these three criminals would be called the Standard Gang and rob as many as 4 banks in a day and 20 banks in total. The hazards associated with the robberies grew exponentially. The so-called Standard Gang was persistently hunted by the police task group commanded by none other than Cor Van Den Venter, who was Andre's partner. In one of their robberies, they ended up shooting a woman at a bank but she didn't die and once the police started the investigation, she was able to identify all three men. This particular bank robbery would lead to a police chase and the gang quickly realized that their luck was wearing out as they became more careless. Standard devises a strategy to rob the currency exchange office at the airport and flee South Africa. Before executing this plan, Andre decides to go to Tembisa hours before the robbery to make peace with the father of the protester that he killed, only to be attacked by the boy's father and a few other people. This made Alan McCall very furious as Senner did not show up to carry out the robbery. He and Patrick Gale would watch in the news that if they had gone to the airport, a large number of police officers would have captured them or murdered them, prompting Gale to exclaim, even when he's wrong, he's right. Stenard also tried to make peace with his wife by convincing her to leave the country with him. She decided that she did not want to be part of her ex-husband's life anymore and she wanted to be left alone. In 1984, the whole gang started to plan an exit strategy in which all of them decided to fly abroad. Sender went to Cape Town and he bought a boat there while on the other hand, Hale planned to go to Greece. As for McCall's preparations, they were thwarted when a police unit surrounded the safe house. At this time, Yale decides to tell Stender a story about a romance that he had with the black lady while driving to visit McCall. When the authorities discovered that she was pregnant and the two were living together, they beat her to the point of a miscarriage. Yale expresses his gratitude to Stender for everything that he has done to assist him and McCall in getting their vengeance on the system, and how the previous six months have been the best of his and his friends' lives. Meanwhile, back at the safe house, McCall tries to flee and realizes that he won't be able to. He grabs two handguns and begins firing at the cops. Stenner and Yo arrive within minutes to witness McCall being shot at the police. A police pursuit starts as Stender and Deventer drive away from the incident, and the Porsche they were driving gets heavily damaged, prompting Stender and Yale to steal another car and flee into the distance. Yale and Stender split up to flee South Africa, and Stender hurries to the airport while being pursued by cops, where he is compelled to provide identification. By the time Deventer arrives at the airport to see if it's Stender, he learns that the alert was false and that Stender was free to depart. 
Stender used a fraudulent passport and the airport authorities were not aware of this. When Stender finally arrives in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, he can't stay idle for too long. So he hotwires a Mercury Cougar and runs a red light in front of cops. Stender exits his truck and continues to ignore the officer's demands, forcing the officer's colleague to take a shotgun and threaten Stender. Stender disarms his comrade only to be shot and killed by the cop. As for Alan Hale, in 1985, he was caught in Britain where he continued to rob banks. He was sent to South Africa to complete his sentence. He was paroled in 2005 and has since become a motivational speaker. Andre Hale wrote a book called The Bank Robber, My Time with Andre Stander. By external factors, you know, it, it, it can affect us in a very negative way. I took the image of that little bank home with me that night yeah. and I started fantasizing about the possibility of me robbing the bank. Even mm. though I knew it was very, very, very wrong, we come up with these justifications. You know, it's a form of sophistry. We, we justify what we know is wrong in such a way that it appears to be okay. And I yeah. came up with all sorts of justifications. I walked in one morning without a firearm. I used my finger tucked in behind my coat and I ran away from, from, from the bank. And that's how the whole process starts. Unfortunately, he passed away on April 17th of 2020 and Andre Stender's ex-wife Becky would take her own life in 1990. In 1994, Nelson Mandela was elected president ending the 46 years of apartheid rule. On October 10th of 2003, a movie called Stander was released and was based on the life story of Andre Stander and the Stander Gang. It's a really good movie and I recommend you check it out. And that concludes the story of Andre Stander and the Stander Gang his rise to the chief of detectives and how it all came crashing down as a famed bank robber. So what are your thoughts on this story? Please let me know in the comment section below. If you enjoyed this video, please don't forget to like it and subscribe so you can keep getting more videos related to Africa. My name is Asher and I'll see you in the next video.